As entrepreneurs, I got to ask a very serious question. Have you ever been frustrated with your marketing? Have you been frustrated even more when you hired an agency that was going to help you get this endless stream of clients and customers coming to you? If you don't raise your hand, you haven't been trying because this is one of the biggest challenges in the world for most people. And unfortunately, we tend to go old school, too many of us, too quickly. And I have a guest today that is going to change your whole mindset. More importantly, he's going to share with you the secrets that he's learned as I'm going to put the number one direct response marketer in the world, Brian Kurtz. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss this. Ordinary success. No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Brian, thank you for joining us for the magic of Skype. I really appreciate it. You have been one of my secret weapons. I don't know if you know this, but been a tremendous mentor. I'm one of those guys learning, kind of moving from the old school to the new school, leveraging direct response, and it's been a wow for me. So thank you for joining us. Oh, well, thank you. And actually, you telling me that I'm a mentor to you is, is quite an honor. So thank you, John. Now, we've, well, we've had a lot of fun together. We've, we met at Joe Polish's Mastermind Group, and uh, we've got a whole bunch of mutual friends. And it's just been uh, great. And, and Brian has so much knowledge. I wanted to share with the audience, whether you're on the video podcast or you're on the audio podcast, what Brian's been doing, so a little bit of how you build up all this expertise, but then more importantly, how your fellow entrepreneurs can go out and execute. So Brian, share with us a little bit about how did you get you know, to this messy office that you're in? I mean, with all that <laughs> stuff all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's a little messy, but, <laughs> it's, but I, I know where everything is, I guarantee you. Okay. But I, you know, I, I, I see myself as what I call a serial direct marketer. And I, maybe there are people even on this call that don't even know the difference between marketing and direct marketing or advertising and marketing and direct marketing. But I got here because I think I'm, I'm a needy person, I think is how I got here. And I say that in a really positive way. And what I mean by that is that as I started realizing when I got into business and I got into to the marketing field, I realized that I was very needy as far as knowing how I was doing. I didn't want to sit there and throw out an ad, whether it was on TV or in the mail or on radio or wherever it might be, and not get a result that I could measure. And that's what direct marketing is. So, you know, the definition of direct marketing being measurable and accountable advertising, I think ties into my need, my neediness to get feedback on everything I'm doing and to know that all the effort that I put into the marketing that I do and all the things that I've learned and how I apply them in terms of selling products and services over my whole career, it's really important to have those metrics that tell you exactly how you did, what you spent and how much you made based on what you spent and to pay really close attention to all of that. So as a marketer, that was my whole life. When I look at entrepreneurs who have businesses who may be outsourcing some of their marketing efforts or they're not paying a lot of attention to it, it seems to me that the, the demand 
that everybody should be on accountable advertising, I, I use the word accountable advertising or measurable advertising, is a universal for me. So that's how I kind of got here to after 33 years of doing this. Well, but I, Brian, it's really me, about selling stuff. Yeah, let me jump in because I think this is so important because I grew up in the financial services side and and you know, it's, it's a huge business. And, and when I look back, you know, particularly what I've learned over the last five, six years from yourself and other peers, it's just been amazing because you know, so much of marketing was you kind of lick your finger, put it up and test the win. And, and the margins were so high in the financial services industry right. that we could get away with that. And then I would look at you know, the margins, lifetime value of clients is oftentimes you know, $100,000, where in you're, you're selling books. <laughs> right. And, $39 books. Yeah. $39 books. Yeah. And, and this, for all of us as entrepreneurs, I, I think this is so important. This is why I want to have Brian on with us is that, you know, sometimes we get lazy. We're doing million dollar engagements. We're doing, you know, widgets, whatever you're doing, the ability, and this is a point I want to really zero in on is the ability to get feedback from the marketplace. We all know the value of that, but all of a sudden now with today's technology and the knowledge that the direct response people have put together, I mean, it's amazing, Brian. You know, help us understand because there are very few, you guys at Boardroom, you've, you've built up a huge business on probably the, one of the hardest areas in the world, selling you know, books and newsletters and uh, in a very scientific approach. You yeah, know, how did that I happen? Yeah, I mean, it, it happened because, you know, we, we came out of the direct mail business, and I, I wrote an article recently that said how paying postage made me a better marketer. And the, the concept behind that is that the thought and the care that had to go into every message that I sent out in order to get an appropriate return on my advertising investment, the, the creative had to be right. The copy and, you know, the, the, we had to have the right copywriters. We had to mail to the right list. We had to make sure that we got the best costs on our printing. And if you have all of those costs and making sure that you're going to not just cover your costs, but make a profit, you better think that through carefully because the cost is way too high. And what's interesting, and you mentioned before about this whole lifetime value calculation, just because you have a product or a service that's very high priced, it's actually more of a reason to spend more money as opposed to, well, this is so easy, I only need a couple of sales or a couple of clients, so therefore I don't have to think that much about my marketing. But imagine if you did and the quality of the clients that you could get. And let me add one other point as I talk about email. I think this internet thing is gonna catch on, by the way, so that you, <laughs> you've heard it here first. And I, I've, I've done offline, I've done online marketing. And the thing about email, which I think is a great illustrative point of what you were saying before, just because email is cheap to send out doesn't mean that you shouldn't put the same care and concern into all of your marketing efforts on email as you would in direct mail. And that's why my email correspondence today in marketing is so much better than the average bear because I think about it the same way that I thought about it when I had to spend a lot more money in direct mail. I say direct mail would cost on the average of 500 to $600 per thousand pieces mailed. Whereas email costs you about a dollar per thousand, maybe less. So I always say that, you know, a dollar per thousand marketing deserves $500 per thousand thinking. And so that concept of thinking through everything that you do, it's your brand, it's your product, it's, it's your, 
in, in a lot of the cases with your clients, I know it's it's their personal brand. It's like their 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 whole personality is based on what they're selling and what they're doing. Why wouldn't you want those messages? And why wouldn't you want everything that you do to be so pristine and perfect and and consistent with the brand? And at the same time, make sure that what you're doing is effective and therefore you can measure it and make sure that everything you do can pay out. And in, in direct marketing, whether it's online or offline, everything is measurable. Everything yeah. you do will get the measurement. So I, I think there's a lot of things I just threw out there, but I think there's a, a, a major concept there is the care and concern that you want to take with your marketing. And anybody who shuffles off the marketing to someone else, because as an entrepreneur, you might not be as interested in that or, um, and I think you, open this with something about, you know, if you've ever been well, that's what an I agency, wanted, the that's agency what, thing. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's what I wanted to have you talk about just for a second, Brian, is that, you know, and I, I've been guilty of this. You know, we get a great client experience. We're delivering a lot of value. We proved out concept there. We kind of nailed it. Now we're going to scale it type thing. And so you hire an agency and, you know, they're going to do PR. They're going to do print ads. They're going to do TV, I'm, get, I'm getting radio, as you're talking, right? And then they're doing maybe some direct marketing, but, you know, they do very little of that, I found out, and I now know why. But, you know, tell us the contrast, because as entrepreneurs, one of the things we we're really should be good at is delegating this stuff and, and why it's so important. We've got, you know, we've got to realize our vision. We've got to get a team together. How, how do we make that happen? Yeah, I mean, you've got to ask a lot of questions, and you've got to be involved. I will tell you this, though. I don't want this to be like a bash of, of advertising agencies. That's not my purpose. There are some good ones that you and, and I And there both are some know. good ones, and there are some direct response agencies. Mm -hmm. But let me give you, this, is, this will be an illustrative point. I work with the best copywriters in the world. I'm not bragging. I'm just, I just happen to work with the best copywriters in the world. And you can imagine selling $39 product through direct mail. I better have good copywriters or I'm not going to sell anything. So I need the best copywriters. I would never go to a copywriter uh, who works at an agency. Why is that? Because if they're the best copywriter, I know for a fact that any copywriter who's on straight salary is not the best copywriter because the best copywriter is going to get a piece of the action on the quality of what they sell through their copy. So I think that that's, a, that's sort of an illustrative point to show you why one-stop shopping, as I call it, is so dangerous. In marketing, you know, I like to price fix dinners too, right? I mean, they're simple, they're easier to eat, you know, the, the chef takes care of it for you. I go the other way in marketing. Marketing is an a la carte business. You know, you want the expert in copy. Then you want the expert in media. Then you want the expert in, in production. And yes, you do need to assemble the team as an entrepreneur. I know it's hard because you don't want to get into those granular details sometimes. Although I know some entrepreneurs who actually love the marketing side. You're one of them. Um, and, you'll, and, and you dig in, right? I'm not saying everybody has to dig into that degree. But I think that it's really important to understand that it's not as simple as hiring one place to do all of your advertising. And all of those media that you talked about, whether it's direct mail, online, TV, radio, any one of those with the right expert and asking the right questions about measurability and return on investment of the media, everything can be a direct marketing medium. But if you allow your agency or someone to take you down a road that says, I'm going to do image. I mean, I get hives. When you say things like PR, image advertising, public relations, 
as a, as a, as a serial direct marketer, I literally get hives. I mean, I started like itching when you started saying it. <laughs> I, I so, actually had a negative reaction even saying it too. Yeah, and I've hired all bad, those here. They're not they're not bad things. I mean, they have their purpose. McDonald's needs that, mm -hmm. but I think that there are things that you can still do direct marketing within that. There's there's something like uh, I call direct response public relations. So it sounds like a kind a misnomer. Mm -hmm. But what that would mean would be, let's say you have a company that you have a spokesperson for your company that gets on Good Morning America for an interview. Mm -hmm. And during the interview, that, that's public relations, right? That's brand building. Mm -hmm. Matt, you know, whoever, today's show, Matt Lauer is uh, interviewing your, your CEO on whatever you're doing. At the end of that interview, make sure that there's an opportunity to connect with that audience in a way that you can follow up with them. That's direct marketing. Now you've just taken public relations, an interview in media, and say, you know what? At the end of this interview, Matt's going to tell you about a free downloadable report. I'm making this up. That you can get. All you have to do is send your email address to whatever. And, and sometimes the shows won't let you do that. But I'm giving you an example of well, how I, you I, then I, apply direct marketing to a medium that had no response mechanism. Mm -hmm. And you have to figure out how to get those response. Man, I don't want to get too granular here. Well, I, I want to just play on this because, you know, all of us are familiar with PR. And you and I have friends who have gotten on Oprah and, have, you know, you know it, it, they, they were high five and it was fantastic. But then they had no call to action. They didn't use any direct response. And it was a disaster. We all have best-selling author friends who have made no money by right. Creating this kind of direct response client path, no matter what your product or solution is, it's huge. Now, Brian, I want to go to uh, our first segment. And this is that life intrudes. None of us get out unscarred. And, you know, you've had such a great career. You know, where have been some of the hard lessons learned? Was there, what was a, a down period for you and your team? You know, it's interesting. I think sometimes, uh, for me personally, my biggest success then led to some of my biggest failures. And it's not because I was getting, you know, beer strong, as they call it, in, in college. You know, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't, I was, I was getting like a little overconfident. But we were in the infomercial business for about four years where we did about $300 million. And we were able to bring together TV and all these different media. And, you know, I, I confused success with that it'll be easy next time. And I think that as entrepreneurs, your audience needs to understand that you can't just keep, you need to look ahead, but you can't just repeat the success by just imitating it over and over again. Now, this was an extreme example because direct response television, the infomercial business, is a really tough business. Uh, people say that two out of 20 infomercials actually work. We got four out of our first five to work which was actually a curse. Yes, we made $300 million, right? But after those five, I started thinking I could do infomercials of all kinds and all ways, and I got really, really sloppy. So that's, that's, that's a big scar. I think another, so, so again, that's, that's one, you know, just getting a little bit uh, too big for your britches and well, just not, not thinking through the same way that you got to the first one that the eighth one's got to be thought through the same way. Yeah, no, this is so important. I mean, it, you know, and we've all fallen prey. I mean, as successful entrepreneurs, everybody who's watching or listening, we've all had some pretty big success. We get 
a little overconfidence, particularly, you know, 300 million, it's all of a sudden you go and the market's telling me I got it, the magic yes, touch. I and, nailed it, right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and so we need to be careful on these things. But Brian, I want to go to something in the next segment. Hang on. What you're passionate about now, and I do know the answer on this, but why don't you share with our audience what you're really working on now and why it's important to them. Yeah, you know, I... I'm in a position, I've been doing this for 33 years. I know I look a lot younger than that. Hopefully that the, the screen has stayed a little fuzzy so that people will think I'm really <laughs> you got young. a nice, soft focus uh, Skype has yeah, put on. Yeah, a nice, soft focus that says, <laughs> oh, he can't, he can't be that old. So, you know, I am so, I'm a serial direct marketer. I, my work is my play. So everything I do, I think in terms of not just making money, but making a difference. And so my whole life has been about contribution and connection. I hate the word networking, by the way. I think it's one of the most over, overused words. But I'm so passionate about contributing to people of what I know, just like you are. I mean, I think that's why you and I are kindred spirits. You know, you've learned so much in your, in your life, and you're such a, a lifelong learner. Therefore, you become the best teacher possible. So I think I'm, 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 I, I'm also incredibly well suited to be one of those very few people, I think, who can be the bridge between the eternal truths of direct response marketing of, and I was, I wasn't, I was a very little boy in the 1960s, but I've studied the direct marketing of the 1960s and the 1970s, and I got into the business in the 1980s. And so I know the eternal truths of direct marketing. I've read all of the great marketing books. I've, I do have most of the great copywriters on speed dial, not bragging, just saying, and then to be able to then look at the online world today and what's happening in marketing today, and I can be the bridge. I know I can be the bridge. And so I am so passionate about being kind of the ultimate educator of the eternal truths of direct response marketing then and now, um, not to sit there and talk about the past and you know, tell you about the good old days when I could mail you know, 20 million pieces of direct mail, and, you know, and I still tell those stories. But now I tell them in the context of what we did to do that and how it might apply to today's marketing environment, which is a lot different. And, you know, you have email going back to cheap versus expensive. I'm so passionate about not beating the crap out of your list every day, not beating the crap out of your customers every day, not being annoying in your marketing, mm -hmm. but you could be so much more beneficial in your marketing because email is so cheap that we couldn't do in direct mail. So I feel like I've got all of this stuff coming out, you know, in me for the next 33-year career, and I'm so excited about well, it because I, I know I have a lot to offer. Well, and I want to share, too, because, I mean, the, the bridge, I, I call it facilitation, it's curation. I mean, one of the things that was so impressive with Brian, not only is he a humble guy for all that he's accomplished, but... You know, I do use the term networking, but I think connections is a, is a better word. It's just not as well understood. Brian has more connections than anyone in direct marketing. And I'm going to put up on the, uh, for those of you who are watching this in video, you can see the uh, program that Brian's working on now. And if you can't, you can just Google uh, Titans of Direct Response. And, and I'm going to just leaf through this, uh, Brian. I mean, you know, the guys, Dan, Gary, Greg, Rhett, Jay, I mean, yeah, you know, there isn't a name here that I don't recognize as a player. And to be able to bring this kind of group together is, oh, other than the last guy at the end there, yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But I mean, it is, I mean, an amazing event. 
And what are you looking to accomplish? It's what is it? It's in September, I think. Yeah. So uh, just a quick background: the the founder of the company that I've been with my almost my entire career, Boardroom, was founded by a guy by the name of Marty Edelston. Who anybody here on this call or on this on this uh, watching this or listening should look up Marty Edelston. Marty Edelston is an entrepreneur. Is entrepreneur. He kitchen tables a basement startup, not kitchen table. No one wanted to support him in this little newsletter business that he had. He's a great story. He died last October. My ultimate mentor, my business partner, a uh, really great friend. And I wanted to do something. I always wanted. He and I always thought we should be educating the world in direct marketing because we were so good at it. And again, we're not bragging. We're just we got good at it because we worked hard at it. And then it's like, how do we share that with the world? Well, and, and you Marty saw and, I, and you saw the need too. I mean, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, so, and Marty and I need. did a lot of like one day events, and we've done a lot of stuff over the years together. And after he died, I found myself not thinking about doing an event, but I remember, you know, I, I came up with some stuff at his eulogy, at his funeral. My eulogy for him kind of talked about like what made this man so extraordinary because he always said he was this ordinary guy from Newark, New Jersey. And the whole thing kind of steamrolled into the marketing community of, you know, Marty Edelston was a legend in, in direct marketing. And they said, and people said, you know, Brian, there's a lot to be taught here. And I started thinking about if I could bring together what I call the titans of direct response, people who I've worked with personally, with Marty, some not with Marty, but most of them with Marty, people that could share their wisdom. I mean, some of the people you, you, that, are, that, are, that are speaking, like Joe Sugarman, you know, invented blue blocker sunglasses. He invented a, a catalog back in, I think, the 1970s that preceded the Sharper Image catalog that was a high-tech product catalog. I mean, Joe Sugarman, we're talking about pioneers here. Jay Abraham is a marketing guru. Dan Kennedy is a marketing guru. And they all wanted to come out and speak at this event. And Gary Bensavenga, who's the world's greatest living copywriter, is speaking at the event as are Boardroom's best copywriters and a, and a, and a host of other people. Uh, and so having all these people assembled to do the same thing that I'm passionate about, which is share the wisdom, bring it forward, don't just tell old boy network stories, but talk about the things that we learned as entrepreneurs and as marketers and how that all applies to, to businesses today is really the ultimate. That, that, that's really what we want to accomplish at this event. I also think that there are, you know, just the stuff we're going to give, we're going to give away, you know, swipe files, as we call them, which are samples of the best marketing programs that have ever been out there. I mean, I even got on radio and TV, I got Greg Renker to speak, who's Guffy Renker. Guffy Renker is the largest infomercial company in the world. And Greg Renker wanted to come out and talk about direct response as it pertains to direct response television. Fred Catone is the number one guy in radio, direct response radio. So this whole idea, so it, it's the education of that, that whole industry, but it's also this whole idea that everything is multi-channel, that it, we're not talking about existing only in one channel. And today... You know, because email is cheap, people will, will gravitate to that first and foremost and maybe not go elsewhere. And I think it's really to do that is to do that at your, at your risk. And so to your entrepreneurs, I think what I'm saying to you is that thinking multi-channel, even if you're not going to do the marketing work yourself, force your, the people that you work with and who you assign this task and be involved enough to know that it's not any one you never want to put your eggs in one basket. I mean, any entrepreneur knows that. And the same is true when you're picking 
marketing media, you know, media for your marketing and, and different ways to, to channel that. So that's kind of what Titans of Direct Response is all about. I think it's a one-time legacy event. I may spin off some workshops from it down the road and all that. But right now, it's really this incredible bringing together. And, and I'm going to honor Marty in a big way because I know he's smiling down at me right now saying, I can't believe you put this thing together. Actually, he's probably pissed off because he said, how can you not put this together <laughs> yeah. while I was alive? I <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it takes the event and the... And the, you know, the, I call it the perfect storm of things to bring it all together. And the stars are aligned for, I think, what will be a once in a lifetime event. Yeah. And, and definitely, if you are, it's, you know, September 11th and 12th in Connecticut, and you can uh, go ahead and uh, Google the Titans. Actually, of, it is, there's a site. It's, it's Titans of Direct. Yeah, no, I have it. I actually have it up right now. Brian, and I'm showing uh, our vo uh, video audience, but on the audio, just go ahead and Google Titans of Direct Response. And if you can, definitely join because it's going to be an amazing program. But let me, I'm going to keep going because I want to get as much insights real quick. We're going to do a, a three quick segments here. First one is on the... The app of the day. So what are you recommending Brian, for your fellow entrepreneurs. Well, I, I, I would recommend Open Table, but they're, they're all eating well already, <laughs> yeah. so we're not going to do that one. You know, I think, um, and I'm not doing this to play to the audience, and Dan, uh, you know, I'm a disciple of Dan Sullivan's, as you are, and uh, we're good friends, and I'm in, you know, very, um, I'm a Dan Sullivan groupie to the max. His app, Winstreak, which I'm sure he might have mentioned, I use every day. And I want to give an angle on it that might, he might not have. What, what win streak is basically is that at the end of every day, you have to put down your three wins of the day. And it doesn't matter what kind of day you had. You're going to have three wins. And I think the key about the win streak app and, and making sure that you do this every day is that you have no, there's no room in that app to talk about what went wrong. There's no room in that app to say, well, I had these three things, but this one kind of screwed up and I did this badly and my wife yelled at me and I didn't push my chair in, whatever. So it's no opportunity for the negative. And I think that's why the app is so good. I'll give you a quick aside to that too. I was at a mastermind meeting and I had posted in a, in a Google group to this mastermind the day my father-in-law passed away. I was sitting in hospice watching him pass away right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I remember posting in that Google group what my three wins of the day was, were. And I did it intentionally because obviously that's a crappy day very close with my father-in-law. This is his shirt, by the way. I lost a mentor that day. And be, to be able to put down three wins while sitting in hospice watching my father-in-law pass away tells you the power of this, of this. And it's not just the app. So the app does it for you. The app, you set it at eight o'clock every night. I get a, it pops up on my iPhone. What were your three wins today? And no matter how bad a day I had, I had three wins. There's like uh, no I, way I didn't have I three end wins. every day doing this as well. Right. And I, I just think it, it puts the whole world. I mean, nobody gets li through life. We talked about unscarred every day. We all have challenges. And but if we can focus, you know, on the positive and really appreciate how fortunate we are, it's amazing. But it let, is amazing. Let, let's go to the book of the day here. So, you know, I'm going to go back to a book that was written in 1966. And the beauty of this book is that it was written in 1966, went out of print. When I, uh, we, we then reprinted a small quantity of it because it was, I'm going to give you the background in a second, but I wanted to give you the, give you the, 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 the selling point first. 
So then we reprinted it. We didn't change a word. This was like in the 1980s from 1966. And then it went out of print again because we only printed 250 copies. And then I saw a live bid for the original version of the book on eBay for $950, that it was this lost classic that everybody had to get their hands on. So then we reprinted it in the big way. And the book is called Breakthrough Advertising. It was written by Gene Schwartz, Eugene Schwartz. He was probably one of the best copywriters who's ever lived. And if you think this book is about advertising or direct marketing or creative, you have the wrong book. While it's been billed as that, as it's been billed as Breakthrough Advertising and the ultimate book written by the best copywriter, it's about human behavior and human nature. And the fact that the version that we published today, not one word has been changed from the 1966 edition, and there are pictures of ads from the 1960s and 50s in it, and yet the whole thing is 100% relevant, tells you how important this book is to me and to to, to hundreds and hundreds and thousands, well, thousands I, I of have, people in the marketing world. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, Joe uh, Polisher, mutual friend, shared it with me, and I think he did make me pay the hundred bucks. But yeah, it was <laughs> a it's a phenomenal book, and it puts into perspective. So often we think everything has changed, people yeah. haven't changed, and no. those insights are so valuable. But I'm going to put you on the spot for a second here. Our last segment. What's the one ins- you know, insight, that entrepreneurial insight of the day that you want to share, Brian? Because, I mean, you've got so many, and I, you know, I'd love that we could just keep on doing this all day. But what's the one? Oh, God, that's hard to do. But you know what? I think it's that, it, it, as it, I'm going to really just gear it right to the entrepreneurs now, that they're, to really understand your customers at the deepest level, I don't care. Look, I have a 9 million name database that pay $39 for product. You might have 100 clients who pay $100,000 each. It doesn't matter. They're the same. And when I say they're the same, what I really mean is that understanding at the core what their wants are, what their desires are. Don't treat everybody the same. Don't treat everybody who's a customer, a prospect, a suspect the same way. Everybody deserves to be treated at the level that they are part of your business, part of your life. I said this to Dan Sullivan, as a matter of fact. You know, the people who join Strategic Coach at the highest level should be treated at a, such a different way than someone who's been kicking the tires for three years at Dan Sullivan workshops to try and never s- spend a dime with him. Very simplistic concept, but it's earth-changing. It's like, you know, the, the world moves as you move with, and, and I, I know I talked about this in my, in my presentation, but the world will move the way you communicate with it. And so not everybody gets to be communicated with the same. And I think when you look at your business and you look at your customers and you look at your, you know, what, what the people that drive your business, make sure that nothing is one size fits all. And that would be the insight overall, right? We talked about right. the agency also. So maybe it's like, maybe the insight is nothing is one size fits all, whether it's your customer base how you communicate with them, whether it's how you buy your marketing, whether it's you know, how you hire, whatever. One size fits all is, is such a ridiculous concept and you must get off of that to really make huge breakthroughs in your business. Well, totally agree. Let me play back now. My key takeaways. I mean, the number one thing I'm gonna go is really this is so subtle and it's you know blindingly obvious for entrepreneurs but it's it's measuring 
response. You know, let the marketplace, it's brilliant in giving us feedback. Don't do the put your finger up in the air and test the win. Measure, measure, measure. Split test. I mean, Brian, you've, you've helped me on a lot of this. You're running multiple. We get into great debates in our organization about, well, what do you think? Will this work or that? And we're, you know, everybody's confident their idea is the best. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's test it. Yeah, yeah. A-B split <laughs> testing is like something in direct marketing that's been around forever. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to tell you when I started doing it, but it's less than forever. And right. uh, the, the second point, so number one is measure. Number two is really what you were talking about, your entrepreneurial insight for both clients and for you know, the, the talent that you're working with. And, and I, I got to tell you that uh, I've shared with everyone that I have a virtual company, Global Headquarters by Pool House. I've got unbelievably talented team. And I used to hire agencies, you know, an agency to do everything. And oftentimes they were good at one thing, but not everything. And then the, really the real talent, they understand being an entrepreneur and they go out and do it. Right. And the ability to bring that together. And this is one of the reasons why we started Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success is to create that network or connections so that you can really have that relationships. And we'll talk about resources for that. And the last one, I'm going to call it, you know, the anti-overconfidence. This is lifelong learning. I mean, you and I know each other so well because we're in a number of masterminds together. We're, we're out there, you know, we're, we're right. supposedly some of the most, you know, more successful guys out there. And, and it's, it's really what's happening is the you know, situation is one where we are making a difference. Now, what I want to do is put up, Brian, your website, uh, briankurtz.me. Yes. And what we've got is a situation, you know, here, t describe what's on the website and why we should, if people want to reach out and uh, connect with you. Yeah. So, I mean, basically uh, the main squeeze, the, it's called squeeze page. So you would opt in uh, and get an interview downloaded to you by going on my list and you would be double opted in and all that. And that interview, I think that's the lead interview there is an interview that Joe Polish, our friend, did with Marty Edelston and I about how we built this hundred million dollar business from from about a $3 million business in less than a decade. And, but it's about a lot of other things. It's a lot about entrepreneurship. So I think that actually main thing that people, that, that you would have folks uh, opt into would be very relevant to. Oh, I, I think it'd be great. I mean, and this is where, what I want to do is, you know, let's, the very last segment is resources and let me go back you know definitely sign up for brian's newsletter uh or information and he's got the inner interview with joe and it's just phenomenal and there's a lot of other interviews on the right side they're all free you can download any of those and then i also email weekly on different lessons that i've learned over the years okay and then also remember the titans of direct response you know if it if it fits your marketplace you know, and it should for almost every entrepreneur Go ahead and take a look at it and sign up for it if you can be there because you, there will probably never be another meeting like that. Also, the app uh, Winstreak, uh, you can Google that. We really love that. It's been a great tool. Also, as always, you can go to AESNation.com, Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success. We're a little worried that not everybody could spell entrepreneurial, including me. So we go AES Nation. We're creating a community of connected entrepreneurs who really want to make a difference. Brian, I want to thank you for spending the time today with us and being out there and making a difference. 
Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure, and thank you for including me. Well, and then it's up to you to take the ideas that Brian shared with us to go out and make a huge difference. The only way that happens is if you execute. Your clients, your customers, and all those future clients, they're counting on you. Don't let them down.